Join us. Let's walk the talk. This is 702. So just remember that this is the topic today. What have you stopped enforcing in your relationship that takes the pressure off your relationship? Uh, Bronwyn says coffee. That's quite a good one. Uh, I've got a guest with me, mindset specialist, Jabuzwane. Thank you very much for coming in. Good afternoon to you. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Jane. It's great to be here. Thank you. Jabu specializes in helping to build critical mindsets for success in relationships, effective communication, and emotional intelligence. What do you see when it comes to this topic? I think it's actually a very wise thing to do that as an adult at some point, whatever does not work, it doesn't serve you well, it's uh, reserve the right to stop it. Mm. And so similarly in relationships, uh, if, it's, if, it, if it's putting a lot of pressure, makes it harder for you to be intimate and to like your person, it, it's, 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 uh, it's good for you to consider stopping that. Uh, Buyi Selwa says, I stopped forcing consistency, let people just keep moving. I guess that's a, a, a good idea, isn't it? Because we all change, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, this is a journey of growth. And somewhere down the line, some of the things that held up uh, a couple of years ago don't hold up anymore. For example, somebody insists uh, on, uh, let's say, we have to have uh, lunch or dinner every night together at a table. Mm-hmm. Is that something that is sustainable? I mean, in, in today's times where there's so much pressure, it might not be the, very, the best thing for you to put as a burden on your relationship or something to meet. Mm. Um, for example, another thing is that uh, some people insist that whenever we are fighting, we should not go to bed, you know, still angry with each other. But what if in my growth, I've decided, you know what, I would rather let it sleep over it. And then mm. in the morning, I'm in the best place than to tackle the conflict. If that is That's a really works. good one, isn't it? Because you think, why go to bed when you're like, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe you need that to feel better in the morning. I mean, I must say, I advocate uh, going to bed happy. So yeah. at least you wake up happy, but I guess that doesn't work for everyone. I mean, for some people, Maybe it really does. I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some people, I mean, what happens is this, is that if you go, if you, if you insist on uh, solving the problem while they're still emotionally high, mm. that's not the best time because then that's when they're really ready to throw stones and stab and not, not have, have the best words and might actually compromise the relationship. Mm. And so if you understand that that is your situation, maybe it's okay to let whoever, you know, that whoever that um, becomes a challenge for, let them sleep over and then have have a discussion in the morning. Michael Brown says being too strict. And I guess that is maybe putting too uh, strict boundaries in place in the relationship. I mean, I, I guess that's a rather open comment, but... Yeah, it's an interesting thing about boundaries, eh? Mm. Because ultimately, when you get together, I mean, it's really about finding a balance with mm. uh, with other person, finding a way to connect with one another. And some of us may have certain boundaries around, let's say, you know, um, in in my in my in my home, for example, my wife does not like me drinking from her cup. Right. <laughs> and my mom thinks it's an intimate thing to do, and she's like, "Dude, you know, let me have my thing. Don't touch my situation." If I have a situation, I'm thinking, but uh, that's a way of us connecting. And she's mm. thinking, but you know, I don't want your germs in my in my cup. Maybe for the person that it, that that it counts that uh, that it means more to, mm. then let them have their way. And talking about that boundaries, like in terms of boundaries, and, and who gave in to who in that? Yeah, who situation? gives? Who gives no, in to in who? In yours, 
won. I ended up giving up to her right. because it means something to her. Mm. For me, it's a nice thing to do, mm. but for her, it means something. And I guess for you, it's not to be to get offended, right? I mean, she's not rejecting me. Exactly. She just doesn't want to drink out of my cup. Yeah, not overthinking mm. that and trying to make it out something that it is not. Mm. And I think only speaking about this, what does not work in a relationship? Mm. The question that we have is that some of the ideas you have about what makes a good relationship, where do they come from? Are they really relevant to your dynamic in your relationship? Or is it something that you've seen work with your parents and you're thinking that because my mother used to serve my father all the time and it was hot food whenever I came back, he came back from work. But now that you're both working, is that something then that you continue to put as a as a, an expectation in your relationship? Mm. What about the fact that uh, it might be creating burnout for the for your partner? Although, yes, it may be making you feel good because then you feel like you're dead. Finally, you are equal to the men that you respect. <laughs> but but uh, how is that working out for your relationship? Let's listen to this voice note Atomic sent us. Hi, Jane. What an interesting topic, eh? Uh, Jane, you know, I, I used to pay rent, buy food, buy electricity, do everything alone at home. And she and, and she works too. But in December, I was like, I hey, know, ma'am, listen, my loving. Let's go half off. You do this, I do that. You pay the rent, I buy the food, depending who who gets paid paid earlier, which which is she does. So f- from Jan from January, she's been doing that and doing this. So uh, I feel like I've removed the monkey off my shoulder now. At least I can save a bit. Thank you. Your response to that? I talk a lot about that, is that in, t- in today's age, let's say that you have those ideas about, okay, as a man, I have to constantly pay. But what happens if you're not able to do that, but your person is able to pay? To pay? Is it about maintaining some kind of traditional idea that makes you feel good in terms of your ego? Or is it about adjusting to, again, the dynamic of relationship, financially speaking? Mm. And if your person really understands that this is, this is, this is putting you into, under a tremendous amount of pressure, I can be able to relieve some pressure off of you if it's going to work out that way and it why makes not? a relationship. Why not, why not make it work? Mm. That's why I keep on saying, ultimately, when you're an adult, I think one of the key components that makes you an adult is that you have, you reserve the right to change what doesn't work and to start anything new that you potentially think might help the relationship mm. move forward. And relationships have changed so much, haven't they? I mean, women are increasingly independent. Yes. Often earning more, or sometimes earning more, you know. So that must be absorbed and adapted to if you can. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is that it is a reality. The reality is that the fight for feminism has won battles to a certain degree. It won to the degree that a lot of women do occupy more important spaces, more than even their husbands. Mm. So the question is that um, if money in the relationship is a measure of value or is a measure of significance, and there's still, again, those traditional values that are being held up about the man is supposed to be the one that is in charge of that. Then do you now look at your person as being less than you, mm. as a less valuable, and now you feel like you've settled for something less than, uh, than, one, one, than, than what you deserve? Mm. Even though maybe they love you, they care for you, they're hardworking, they do all of the things that you value above the money, as money can change at any given moment, does that now shift your mindset around whether you've got the best relationship or whether you've got the worst relationship. Mm. Antoinette says, I don't talk. Let them do what pleases them. If it's right coming home at one o'clock, so be it. If it makes them happy sitting with a kitchen full of dirty dishes, well, it's a new art. Accept it. Talk less. Accept everything. (laughs) 
I don't know that that's going to be a very helpful thing to do. I think it's important to learn to articulate your boundaries and to continue to renegotiate the terms of engagement in your relationship. Uh, if the person is not listening, I would strongly suggest that there, that there be intervention of some sort. Sometimes when there's a, an objective party that facilitates that communication problem pro- process, then things start to change because the person starts to see themselves differently. Mm. I don't think just accepting that people are just the way that they are and then leaving it at that, then where is the anticipation, the enthusiasm, the looking forward to something in that? Because mm. the moment you remove expectations, they do have their place in the relationship. Mm. To, for me to look forward to my wife coming home and getting excited about that, I mean, that's, that's exciting. Mm. But it's like, well, if she gets home, she's not there, she's, she's, whether she's there or not doesn't actually matter. Mm. Then what is the point of, uh, of being together? Yes. At, at some point, you start asking the question, and then that's that why leads, are we together actually yeah why are we together actually mm. other than the fact that i'm losing a lot of hair i'm getting a lot of grease coming out of my you know what i mean like what's the mm. point of all of this mm. and and when it comes to i mean it's not necessarily romantic relationships even if the romance has gone i mean friendships it's the same sort of thing i i used an example of maybe you meet your friends once a week and you play poker and drink whiskey and maybe you think you know i don't want to do that anymore how do you navigate that? I mean, if you realize that that's just been propping up that friendship. I mean, again, the question is that how is it serving you? How is it serving the relationship? Other than the feel good where we get together, we have a whiskey over the weekend or whatever the case might be. But for some, somehow that activity itself, is, you know, fell, falls short of gratifying something in you. And in fact, it starts to feel like it's some kind of a burden. In fact, it starts to feel like it's taking something away from you. You do we reserve the right to negotiate that that situation and say, listen, I, I don't know. Maybe we should try hiking on Saturday morning. I don't know. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You might it, be surprised. Everyone might be relieved. Like, they oh, might. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can say that again. <laughs> Sick it, of losing money and waking up with a hangover. <laughs> exactly. And it's amazing when you start talking about some of these things that are concerned for you that no longer serve you. Mm. you. You create an environment where others have permission also to say, yeah, man. Yo, this hangover situation and 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 uh, and headache tablets on Saturday morning. I'm not. I'm not into that anymore. Mm. Let's listen to what Carol has to say. Hi. Good afternoon. For me, um, on the topic of finances, I think partners should be open and transparent with one another, and assist. I mean, the previous caller that said he used to do everything and he put his foot down or the monkey off his shoulder i mean why did why did the lady not help his partner you know offer to help um you can't just let somebody do everything if you're in a relationship it has to be a two-way street yeah two ways to help one another it's a good point isn't it and again relationships change don't they so that the input that you have could also become something else depending on what's happening at that time absolutely the question is always with this jane i mean what is the point of being together what is the ultimate goal is the ultimate goal to fulfill roles or is the ultimate goal to become something to get somewhere to achieve an experience together Mm -hmm. to walk a journey together to grow together and if uh, some of the held ideas are, are, are suffocating the potential to grow right you want to work Put your monies together, build the home you want, go on holiday together, create experiences together. 
But what if the idea that you're holding actually is, is standing in the way of that? Mm. Because you're not open to adapting to the changes and also open to adapting to factors that are out of your control. Economically, many things are out of our control. We don't control the policies. We don't control the economy. We don't control whether the, the rent rises or falls or whether the economy grows or not. Mm. Or the, the opportunities that are available for both of us in the, let's say we married in, a, in, a, in the environment. So again, it's, mm. does it, fine, you have a principle, but the principle is it, how is it serving you other than maybe protecting you, but how is it serving you in the relationship? That is the question. So if there's something that's not working for you, I mean, what should the process be? Should you sit, have a think, maybe write it down, why, why it's not working, how it's making me feel? And then communicating it that way. I know everyone's got their own way of communicating, but what would you advise? My thing is that always look at the outcome. Mm-hmm. Always look at the ultimately how do you feel after whatever activity. Okay, fine. After you've gone, you've done the four dates in, in a month. How, how does how do you feel? Mm-hmm. What is being impacted? If you are, let's say, for example, aiming to go away at the end of the, month, of the year, but you're spending six, seven hundred rand every every weekend. That's like almost uh, three point five. Mm. And then, then how does that then impact your ability to do that? So I'll say always, always look at the outcome. Let the outcome mm. determine whether or not what you're doing is functional, is valuable, or whether it's serving the relationship. And if it's not, open up the uh, the dialogue and then have the right to renegotiate the terms and then to start look at what are we trying to achieve by going out every weekend? Mm. Can we find a different way of achieving the same kind of uh, feeling? Is it a picnic that we do? Is it a, you know, is it a, a night in at home where we cook mm. and then we have a great time together? If intimacy is the goal, does intimacy always have to cost you a thousand rand? Yes, good question. We've got a caller on the line, Gogo Wastembu, also talking about finances. It seems to be underpinning our conversation today, the, the financial disparities, <laughs> yeah. what's, what to do with it. Gogo, go ahead. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Coco West Table. Um, you know, I feel uh, finance is the most important uh, factor in, in, in marriage. And I think when we get married, we don't stretch that enough, especially in African uh, marriages. I believe that both the men and the women need to be financially emancipated. But more than that, women, African women, because I advocate for African women, to be, to be financially emancipated because there's always an issue of cheating or polygamy for us black women ready to knock on our doors. So should that issue come through where your husband wants to marry a second wife and you are not financially stable, you don't have a career, you don't have a business, you don't have backup, then you're going to turn that whole thing about your husband, you know, wanting to marry a second wife or feeling like he's cheating and disrespecting you because he is more, you know, financially powerful than you. And you will not be able to then address what the issue is at that time. And that's my two cents. <laughs> Thank you. Jabo? Thank you so much. Well, she went there, right? She went, <laughs> she went really serious about this. Yes. I think I advocate for not just the wife, and but but the partners to know what's going on financially in the relationship, especially in a situation where, let's say, one one of you passes away. It's important to know what's going on in the relationship. Mm. To the best of your ability, in any situation, an adult must acquire as much independence as they possibly could and not leave a lot 
on somebody on somebody else's hands i think is a very accountable thing to do as an adult so i totally agree with you with her from that perspective that um Regardless of the dynamic, whether you are African, black or white or whatever the case might be, because every single society has got its own challenges, mm. acquire, strive to be as independent, as competent, as skilled, as able, as knowledgeable as you possibly could, just in case whoever it is that you're paying, depending on either betrays you or God forbid they pass away or something happens to them and they are not able to be there for you the same way that they used to. And also that gives you the ability to communicate what you like and what you don't like, right? If you've educated yourself in that, if you are empowered, if you know what you stand for, if you yes. know what you have, and it helps give you the power. And that's the, that's a very important point that you're raising. Is that, do you have any values? What are your belief systems? Is there something that you really can stand up for and believe in? What are your, what are your own, what's your character like? Mm. And I think that's where the, the, the challenge sometimes is that in relationships, some people, because of they can't communicate or they're lazy to communicate, they put the burden of responsibility on the one that speaks a lot. And then the one that speaks a lot that feels the responsibility to take charge of the entire aspect of the relationship. Mm. But unfortunately, as long as your voice is not part of the relationship, you're cheating the relationship of your own contribution, your mm. own ideas, whatever you think, the direction that we're supposed to take. So It's a bit it's like important. voting, isn't it? You can't complain if you don't vote. Absolutely. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. I mean, we're traveling together, right? Mm. And then you can see some things that are wrong along the way. I, I can't see it. Maybe they're, they're out of my view. And then you deciding, you know what? I'm not going to say anything because he should have seen that because he's the one that's driving. But in the end, uh, am I the only one that's in danger or are we both in danger? Uh, Pumzila says uh, constant communication. So, I mean... I guess there's a point where you feel that you just can't communicate anymore and that you might just need some time out and go outside and read a book, take four days away, something like that. Absolutely. So if the way that you've been communicating doesn't seem to achieve the desired goal, then what maybe the methods, maybe the strategies. For example, I always say, if you're going to have serious discussions, try not to have them in the same place every day in the home. Mm -hmm. Don't go have them in the bedroom all the time. Sometimes have conversations when you're walking outside because in walking, it's a different energy altogether, different engagement. Sometimes go have them somewhere when you're at a restaurant. Try and create... That's good advice, isn't it? You know what I mean? Mm. Remember that as human beings, we are creatures of habit. Mm. So once you establish a position of power where you don't move in the home, that's going to be most of your position most of the time when you're having arguments. And then in that space, you're not very easily open to ideas or easily convincible. And are there any obvious red flags we should be looking out for? Something that shows us that this is not working? A couple of them. The first one is at the moment that you start becoming resentful mm. and you start, start resent, resenting your person, start feeling a bit disgusted mm-hmm. with them and with yourself, the way that the relationship makes you feel. The moment that you feel uh, that is more important for you to fight to fight, to fight for your space more in the relationship than, uh, than it is for you to fight to make the relationship work. Mm-hmm. The moment that your conversations in your own thoughts starts becoming more I, 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 I and what I'm losing and then more you, you, you and what you're doing wrong. Those are some of the, 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 the red flags that something is, something is going amiss in the relationship. And then what that is, is then what you have to interrogate and say, okay, why is it that I'm, I'm just looking at this person more adversarially mm. and no longer with those eyes of uh, adoration and admiration any longer. 
And then what, what, has, what has led to that? Mm. Stacey Maria says, when you stop trying, you become indifferent. That's worse than any death because you've found a place that not even the deepest love can rescue you from. Please take it from me. Don't ever stop trying. You can always recover from a broken heart. You'll never recover from indifference. And, and maybe, Stacey, I mean, sorry, sorry to hear that, but I mean, maybe it had reached a point where there was some sort of conversation that wasn't dealt with. And before you know it, it's too late, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is that unresolved conflicts are, are resentments waiting in the future. Mm. They are indifferences waiting in the future. There's unhappiness waiting in the future. And I'd say that um, hoping that things are going to just work out without any active effort and without looking at different ways of tackling the same issue, again, that's waiting to, that's a, a divorce waiting to happen or, or a breakup mm. waiting to happen. And even with friendships as well, that's a friendship waiting to to end in the future. Mm. Now, if we've stirred anything in anybody and they want to take it further with you, Jabu, I mean, how should they get in touch with you? What should they do? Uh, my website is jabuzwane.com. I'm also on uh, social media at, uh, at Jabuzwane Talks. Jabuzwane Talks. So whether it be TikTok or YouTube or Instagram and even on Facebook as well, at Jabuzwane Talks. It's lovely getting your expertise. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jane. It was a pleasure.